When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Glenn uh, Jackson is with us on the line. Uh, I really like Jacko because he is whatever happens at the end of the day, win, lose, draw, he is a, he's a good bugger. But he's got a, a lot of hats to wear, and he has been wearing them lately, of course, uh, when um, as a, a very, very good first 5-8, particularly uh, for Bay of Plenty and the Chiefs. And then, of course, we also remember him uh, going from there into the refereeing side of things where he uh, very quickly was fast-tracked through the system ended up uh, refereeing international rugby at the very highest level with a lot of pressure on him. And now, of course, uh, he finds himself involved as an assistant coach with the very, very impressive Fiji side who uh, really have uh, made the headlines over the last couple of weeks. Good morning to you, Glenn Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Smitty, thanks so much for having me. You're a bloody legend. Love your show, so thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, mate. Uh, Listen, let's let's get on to to the latest subject, uh, first of all. Fiji. Uh, the performance in Dunedin uh, first up was absolutely outstanding. The intensity there that they were able to maintain. What what was it that you were able, uh, along with Vern Cotter and Co, uh, of course Jace Ryan, what were you able to put into them to play like that? Uh, probably went back to November, I guess, Smitty, that we had a pretty horrendous tour up there with the Eight Nations, uh, nine weeks together, one game, COVID, all sorts of sort of carry on. So. It's like we'd been through a bit of uh, adversity up there and, and to then getting down here and, and, and be lucky enough, it was awesome that the All Blacks allowed us to, to play them twice because we were supposed to play Ireland and that fell through. So the excitement levels of the boys to actually play some footy in a country that's COVID-free, essentially, um, you know, they were, they were up for it. And there are um, a lot of good players up in Europe. So, you know, after sort of six or seven training runs, it was awesome to just get them out there and, as you said before, some pretty talented individuals and also uh, the way they played I think uh, New Zealand got right in behind it and it was um, it was great to see Some of the scenes that I saw the emotional scenes that I saw they're singing in the dressing room before the game they're singing in the middle of the field after the game I mean we're passionate about rugby Look, we're Kiwis we love our rugby and it's it's so important to us but that's a different level when you see that kind of thing it is, and, and you know, when you take over a new team or any team, I think uh, one of the things that people always talk about or, or try and get is, is culture. Um, but there's not too many countries or, or teams in the world that are just uh, fully fledged uh, from their country, like Fiji are, and, and they've just got culture coming coming out of everywhere. You know, they they love each other, they love the country, and for most people in New Zealand, so they've all been there, they, they, they just got to appreciate how much they actually love rugby. And uh, we think we're a pretty passionate rugby union nation but um, you know they're throwing things around the island and playing footy with anything so their belief or their understanding of the game and, and just how much they enjoy it really helps and um, 
you know, like you said, to, to hear some of the singing and they're just amazing, amazing human beings and, and you know, amazing singers, which uh, probably help half the Kiwis don't sing because we're not that good at it. No, we're not. We, we don't know to, how to do that kind of emotion. We, we've never really had to feel that, I guess. We're just a bit more flippant about uh, the way things go in this country, which is just good in its own right, I suppose, as well. I, I look, you know, the thing that I think needs to happen, and you, you can perhaps qualify better qualified to talk about it, is they need to keep playing, though. You know, it's all very well to have two fantastic performances like that against the All Blacks, but then you just go into a hiatus and the feeling drifts away, the momentum drifts away. I mean, Fiji need to keep playing and need to keep having access to the right kind of players. Yes, and as, as we've probably talked about, this Fiji Enduro team that uh, can hopefully get into Super Rugby, um, that is so important for the development of... Uh, the next sort of breed coming through, which, you know, there are so many good young kids in Fiji that either come to New Zealand or go to Europe. Um, to have a pathway that they can stay in Fiji or be based wherever they need to be with this COVID sort of situation, but carrying on playing under a Fijian banner is going to be really, really important. As you said, uh, playing more games would be ideal. Um, unfortunately, you know, we sort of said goodbye on Saturday night. That's how it worked in the, the Fijian teams, so in the change shed a bit of carver and a couple more songs, and then that was it, you know, see in November. So it's sort of, um, it, it is, at the moment, uh, it makes it extremely tough. Um, we understand what we're in. It's, it's not like what I'm crying about or anything, but it's just the way it is. Uh, and then November, we get with them again. So it's um, the World Cup, leading into the World Cup, you get about four or five more weeks extra together, which will be obviously very, very important to, to try and just get a few things together. But... Uh, you know, if this juror, as I said, can get over the line, I think it's a much better pathway for, for um, you know, the understanding of, of trying to keep keep the PGM players within close to their country. I looked at the standard that they reached, particularly in Dunedin, uh, which was which was very very good. And then I watched Australia play France straight afterwards, and I got the feeling I thought on those performances, Fiji would have either beaten them or pushed them right to the limit. Uh, and that's what I mean about competition. It's just a shame they're not going on to, to play one of those two sides now because uh, they, on those performances, I think, would have threatened a lot of international sides around the world seriously. Yeah, I mean, um, obviously a lot of them play in France. They would have loved to play France. I know they really get up for that every time they get an opportunity to play against their teammates. Um, you also got to understand that the moment, or as everyone knows, the situation we're in at the moment with the world, um, they... The poor boys had to have two weeks here virtually doing nothing anyway. So that sort of took away uh, the possibility of playing any more rugby because for two weeks they were down in Christchurch and we were able to just uh, coach in the grandstand. So if it was a, any sort of normal year, then possibly there would have been a third test and that would have been, like you said, really good just to have another week and uh, play another team. Um, there's no doubt about playing the All Blacks two weeks in a row when they can change 14 players uh, makes it a pretty tough ask. Um but as you said, they, they stood up and played really well. The All Blacks, I thought, played extremely well in that second game. So it was, um, you know, it was, it was great. To, I think moving forward for some beliefs that um, that the boys can have that the you know against the number one playing nation in the world, they they stood up and that time played well. There's no doubt about it. Afterwards, we finished that. We you know still conceded uh, virtually 60 points every game. So there's still a lot of work to go. Um, but uh, hopefully, in the next two years leading up to this World Cup, we can sort out some of, some of those things. It's 10.11, folks. Uh, you're listening to SENZ, and you're also listening to uh, 
the very wise words of uh, Glenn Jackson, who's now going to put a, another hat on for us uh, as a former international referee, and you don't have to be friendly to them anymore, uh, to be fair. First of all, can you explain to us, and you know, and I really like to know, I see you guys in action most Saturdays, how does it work? You're all wired up, right? You've got two ARs, not touch judges these days, they're two ARs. You've got the guy in the middle and you've got the guy upstairs. How much of it is teamwork? How much of it is still the referee in the middle being number one? How do you feel about, I mean, there's so many questions. How do you feel about playing out on the big screen? Uh, Glenn, first of all, the, the issue for me is, is how does it work for the people at home? Right. Well, I'll try and give you a quick rundown there, Smitty, around it. I think the, the whole idea is the number one in the middle is still the boss. Um, we we realise this game is, is bloody hard for that guy just to control. So uh, the offsides and whatnot is virtually controlled by the ARs, so that's really important. I mean, I think we've had a lot of big change out of that the last sort of three or four years around being a bit harder on that and trying to get more space for the game. Um and then we go to the, the situation which everyone's probably frustrated with. I, I found it extremely hard when you're riffing around the TMO, and not involvement, but the big screen, um, what gets played, what doesn't get played, what they're seeing. The TMOs on any test match, I think, has 9 to 14 screens, so they're looking at virtually everything. And then um, and then it's trying to get the balance of, OK, what, what actually needs to be brought up and what doesn't. And as anyone in sport knows, maybe you'd know, like, at, at, in the moment... You, you can you can play, you can go, you can ref, you can do what you want. Then when you start slopping things down and slowing it down, that Pontius comes in, you hear, you, you know, what what has been said by World Rugby to look after, what is New Zealand's point of view, um, what is the nation's happening. There's obviously a fair bit that goes down. So it's trying to trying to understand all that and then come up with the the right answer around um, around, and it's mostly around foul play. That's the stuff I think that. Uh, Frustrates probably referees, players, spectators, all, all the same. We we're looking at that, and and um, and you know, we, we, some stages you can come up with two, three different answers, and that's that's what we're trying. Or that's what the referee group is trying not to to have, but uh, I think we're still having it. So, you know, it's it's a very difficult one. I, you know, I'd be a massive fan of no TMO unless just crack on. We've got siding officers; they can they can do their job, but uh, that's never going to happen anymore. So it's um. It's just the balance of trying to get it all right. And that's uh, a quick summary. Hopefully it makes a little bit of sense. No, it makes a lot of sense uh, to me. I've seen it in cricket as well. Does it dilute your power, having that many voices in your ear? Do you feel a little less with the, as the whistle man? And, and also, how do you feel when it plays out with the crowd listening on the big screen at the grounds? How much more pressure do you feel there? Yeah, well, that, that probably... Uh, Make sure you're a good referee or an excellent referee, and what you said around the the pressure of everything else, um, you've got to be able to handle that and understand it, and, and actually not think about it. And um, you know, we're, we're, some of the referees that are hanging around, been around for a long time, like you know Nigel Owens, I think was really good at it. Uh, Wayne Barnes has gone through a whole lot of uh, ups and downs, but he still was one of the best, I think, when it comes to sort of uh, TMO interaction. So um, that that's the difference between between the top referees and the bottom referees. And I think uh, you said it, 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 there's a lot of influences and it's about just trying to understand them and, and trust your, why you're there and why you're doing it. I think uh, it's one of the most talked about things on Monday mornings, refereeing decisions or, or umpiring decisions, to be fair. Uh, and there's always one seems to be ahead of the other. 
this week we were talking about one that didn't affect New Zealand or Fiji. Of course, it was France against Australia in the seventh minute of the game. And Kurabeti, Marika Kurabeti, is sent off for that. I imagine you've seen it. Ben O'Keefe was uh, Johnny on the spot there. Uh, so we found out a couple of days later that uh, World Rugby have overturned any punishment. They can't overturn a decision because it's uh, in the past. But uh, how does a referee feel about that? And, and who is actually running the cutter here when it comes to cards? Yeah, well, Ben, I'd say he's one of my best mates out of refereeing. He's a great referee and, um, you know, he's an extremely honest character and I, I haven't talked to him, but I would probably presume he's sitting there thinking, you know, what, am, what have I done? What do I do that for at the moment? You know, it's one of those moments that I just talked about. He probably wasn't even going to look at it and uh, might have been even a play-on situation. So then looking at angles, what World Rugby uh, aiming for, um, safety of players, and then eventually you find a shoulder to the head and you're in that moment of thinking, well, geez, I think this could be play-on, but I could be also red card. And that's that's the situation you just don't want to be in, like where it could be nothing to all the way up to something. And and trying to get the balance in what you believe is the right answer to, to for the game and for the for the safety of the of the players, and then um, again sometimes you can just get that wrong. And I think uh, it's good that World Rugby have sort of stood up and said, okay, well that's that's probably a little bit too far. Um, yep, the yellow card probably would have been the right right call. Um, as I said on Monday, talking to to a couple of guys, well, thank goodness Australia won because you know then you got a situation where. Mm. The referee's decision probably could have affected the game. It, it didn't in the outcome, and and uh, those are the situations where you were, well, okay, this is a good learning for for everyone because at least there was a, just a little bit too high in terms of uh, the punishment for for what happened there. It's a thankless job, there's no doubt about it. But uh, the one I've got at the moment is a good one because I get to talk to people like Glenn Jackson who uh, inform us so much and, and we just get uh, a chance to uh, talk along with people who know so much about the game. So, Glenn, hey, thanks very much. Congratulations with uh, Fiji. That was outstanding. And thanks for updating us a little bit on how refereeing works and uh, the system involved. Cheers, buddy. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.